say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Our work here, and um, there's been really good things, but... That was the first half of the season. Now we're on to the second half of the season. And the uh, second half of the season started yesterday with getting out in the field. So uh, nothing we've done in the past matters anymore. All that matters is what we're doing moving forward. And uh, the challenges are only going to be harder. But uh, there's been some good things, but certainly a lot more uh, bigger challenges ahead. Uh, fourth row right, Cameron T. Robinson, the athletic. Ryan, last week going into the bye you mentioned how good you thought CJ had done with his movement and getting outside the pocket. In the offseason, was that something that you talked to him that you wanted to see him improve? Was that something he dissected himself in his own game um, and took that upon himself to get better at? I think it, it all started in the weight room with uh, with the work that he put in with Mick and, and everybody there, just getting stronger, faster, more powerful. Um, you know, and so because of that, that's allowing him opportunities to do more, um, you know, things outside the pocket than he's done in the past. So, um, you know, I think his body changed in the offseason and that um, they just – put in a really good offseason. So I think that's really where it all came from. Uh, right behind him, Spencer Holbrook, Letterman Row. Ryan, did you see what you needed to see you guys as a staff from the corners this week to, to make you think that some of those issues you guys had pop up and been corrected or made? Yeah, I think they've been working hard. I think uh, they've been um, you know working hard at practice. I think they understand where they need to get better. Uh, we'll find out more on Saturdays. So that's the ultimate test. But the preparation's there. I think the attention's there. I think the work's there. Um, and that's the way it is for all of us. Uh, far right over here, Don Ferry, WBNS, Coach, overall, you said you want to get back to the basics during the bye. Just give us an idea of how uh, what kind of progress you feel like you've made. Yeah, I think it, it allows us the opportunity to take, uh, take a step back and look at where we're at um, and, like, rebite on things, just little things like how we meet, <clears throat> how we go out to practice, how we stretch, how we go through our individual drills, identify our techniques and fundamentals that we need to get better at because what happens, you know, six games in, you start to focus a little bit more on scheme. So um, I think we did a good job of that. But, again, you know, the emphasis uh, this week will be uh, on Iowa, but we still will be hammering the, the fundamentals and techniques because that's what Iowa does such a great job with. You know, I think that they're very, very good with their pad level, great with their hands, they understand their offense and defense better than you. That's that's their goal. You can tell that. And they play good complementary football. So um, hopefully this off week has allowed us to rebite in that area. Uh, right behind Clay Hall, WSYX. As good as they are on D, they're dead last in uh, total offense. Is there anything that needs to be said about 238 yards a game? Uh, how do you not be complacent about that? Well, I think – you know their their style is similar to some of the teams we played, where you know they want to control the game. Um, you know they're not looking 
are interested in, in you know scoring a million points or getting a, a ton of yards. They don't want to just win the game, um, and that's that's their focus. And you can tell that they're complementary, and they've done that for a long time, and it's a winning uh, recipe. So, um, you know, we're not going to look too far into that and just um, you know make sure that we're identifying how to go win the game. Uh, Trevor Wright, Austin Ward, rivals, 97.1. Ryan, hypothetically, if Jackson can come back on Saturday, what does that mean for the rest of that unit? It, it's a lot different than when he got hurt with more experience from Mecca and Marvin and Julian's healthy. Like, I know that's a good problem to have, but what do you think that would mean to the rest of that? How have you thought about that? Yeah, I, I think it, it allows us more depth there. Um, it takes some some stress off the other guys, which uh, they've taken on a lot in these, these first six games. You know, I think if you... Uh, you know, seven weeks ago, said, "Here's what's going to happen." You know, you would have realized that's that's a uh, you know pretty heavy burden for those guys. You know, special teams, a lot of reps at their position, um, and I think they've they've done well and benefited from that. I think we all have, but uh, getting him back certainly would take some stress off of them, and you know, and I think you know then we'll we'll be at full strength. Up, Jackson would still be a starter for your team then? Yeah, yeah I would say so. That's what it says to that. Right next door, Tim May, Letterman Row, on three. Uh, yeah, one and done. Uh, Ryan, when, go, go back to what you just talked about a second ago or a minute ago. When would you remember coming up with the, the idea or that you're going to try to score as many points as you can, gain as many yards as you can, et cetera. Do you remember an influence that came along in your either your playing career or coaching career that told you that's the way to go? Um, I, I think, you know, when I played in, um, you know, at the University of New Hampshire and, and uh, you know, Chip Kelly was my coordinator, and we were kind of, um, you know, at the beginning stages of the no huddle and going fast. And, you know, we did. We want to put a lot of stress in the defense, and it's changed so much since then. But... Um, yeah, I mean, we wanted to get, you know, defenses to defend the entire field, you know, horizontally and vertically um, and find ways to stress out the defense. And at the time, it was going fast, whether uh, guys not getting the calls in fast enough, uh, maybe not physically in enough shape to handle it for four quarters. You know, at that time, it was it was very different. I think now um, it's changed as well. But. The number one goal is to put as much stress on the defense as you can. You know, don't make it easy on them. Make it easy on yourself and allow the guys to play fast. Thanks, yep. uh, Right next door, Joey Kaufman, Columbus Dispatch. Ryan, when you talked with Philip Chambers a year ago about switching to linebacker, how is he sort of – what did you envision for him making that switch? Did you think he could be starter, second leading tackler on the team? Just what was kind of your overall expectation? Yeah, it didn't have a lot of expectations, but um, if you had said that this is what's going to happen, then obviously that would have been a success because uh, where he came from playing, playing running back and to where he's at now with his production uh, has been excellent. But we also now are counting on him to be a starter for us. And um, you know, he is a starter for us, and he's had really good production. So, um, you know, between he and Tommy, I think they're both playing at a high level. You know, and we're going to need those guys if we're going to reach our goals. Right behind him, Doug LaMaurice, Cleveland.com. Ryan, I want to ask you about the punt. I know it changes based on weather and field position and how good the opposing defense is. But just like generally speaking, do you – can you end a drive with a punt and have it be successful? Do you hate punts? Like you guys right. last year, I think, were, were last in the country and how often you punted. What's your view of it? Well, I think it depends on the game that you're in. If you're in a, a matchup game, um, you know, back and forth, uh, low-scoring field position game, then absolutely. You know, you could be backed up on the five-yard line. Our number one goal is to get two first downs and get that thing towards midfield and then allow our, punt, our punter to get on the field and our punt team to get out there to change and, and flip the field. 
I think you saw us do that a little bit in the Notre Dame game. Uh, but there's other games where it's kind of back and forth, and you know you really can't afford to punt because you know the scores are coming fast and furious. Um, so I think a, a big part of it, like when you talk about analytics, I think that comes into play. But also there's just a feel for how your team's doing, the, the way the game's flowing, and you know it, the, the punt can be a huge weapon for you. Um, I, I think you know when you can pooch and you know the ball's about at midfield and you can get that thing inside the 10 yard line and then force a team to go all the way down the field um that's that's really important in close games as well so i know those games are coming here and we're going to have to do a great job in the punt team go far right adam king wbns 10 tv so it's easy for us to look at this offense and say there's nothing wrong with it it's scoring at will but now that you've had the bye week a chance to look back What's maybe the one thing that you need to change, this offense needs to change moving forward? I mean, there's more than one. There's a whole bunch um, that we got to get better at. And I think our guys know that. I think that's why they come in hungry every day to get better. Um, you know, we know the issues are there, um, and we have to identify those and uh, be introspective enough to recognize those and get them fixed uh, after a game, even if we've had a lot of success. So, um, and then the other thing is just staying disciplined enough not to think that, you know, you've arrived or that you have a really good offense. You know, it doesn't, doesn't mean anything going into this game. You know, we've got to bring it every single week, and that's why practice is so critically important. Taking pride in your execution, playing with a great pad level, understanding how important the ball is, uh, playing really good in situational football. I mean, all these things don't just happen because uh, we've done it in the past or that we have good players or, uh, or whatever. You know, we have to bring it every single week, and that's the competitive stamina that we've been talking about, and we're going to have to do it again on Saturday. Fourth row middle, Tony Griffin, Buckeye Huddle. Ryan, when you do get everybody back full strength, how do you make sure you don't try to force the action or try to get Jackson too involved? Or just yeah, how do you no, make sure that's that a great question. I, you can't get into that. You just can't. It's the same thing we talked about uh, with CJ early in the year. Um, you know, if you start worrying about that, you put yourself at risk of getting beat, and we can't do that. So uh, it'll happen naturally. We just got to go out and play, and we can't focus on or have expectations uh, or focus on the number of, you know, the touches, the number of runs, the number of throws, the number of catches. Those things we have to take what the defense is giving us, and if that means they're playing a two-shell and we got to run it, or if they're coming coming down with an extra guy in the box, we got to take a one-on-one shot, then, then that's what – that's what uh, requires us to do. We will. And, you know, if one guy's getting double teamed, he's getting double teamed. The ball's got to go somewhere else. We've seen that before. So, um, no, that's one thing we have to make sure we guard, guard from. Uh, second row middle, Nathan Barrett, Cleveland.com. You mentioned earlier um, the teams like Iowa and the kind of the style that they play and the way they approach things. But you're going to see some teams later in the season that aren't satisfied with, with that kind of style of play. They're going to push the action a lot more. So how is that affecting how you guys are approaching practice scenarios right now, the good on good. Are you ramping that up at all as you look at the teams you are playing and the teams that you hope to play? I think that's the balance you look for in the bye week is, you know, what's coming ahead and then you know, making sure you focus on beating Iowa. And and now uh, after we come off the bye week, the, all the focus is on Iowa. But last week we did talk about some of those things and try to uh, forecast what's coming ahead. Uh, front row middle, Bill Rabinowitz, Columbus Dispatch. Uh, Ryan, it's, it's not just that Iowa's defense doesn't allow a lot of points or, or yards. They, they're very opportunistic. Yeah. How is that going to shape the game plan? You're obviously an aggressive offense, but you know that they rely on their defense for some of their offense. That's it. Yeah, and they, they force you to execute the thing all the way down the field and uh, get their hands on a lot of balls. And, and, uh, and we know I've been there before so uh, and seen it against these guys live and in color. So uh, it's something we've got to talk to our offense about and make sure they understand how important the ball is here. And... Uh, 
and, and just do a really good job and recognize that they're a very good defense that, um, like you said, is going to keep it in front of them. They know their defense. They, they know how to tackle really, really well. And anytime you're going against that style of a defense, then they're going to create turnovers. So, you know, we have to do a better job. And I think, again, they, they you know, feel like, you know, they know their defense better than you know your offense and vice versa. And, and anytime that's the case, you know, you have to do a great job of being detailed yourself and be really clean with the game plan. Far left, Justin Holbrook. Uh, WCMH, uh, Paris Johnson was named a finalist for the uh, Merit Award for the Armed Forces on the field doing pretty well. Just the balance of seeing him and his character develop over the years and continue to play well on the field and also contribute off Yeah, he's always been well-rounded. Um, his mom, Monica, has done an unbelievable job raising him. And uh, Paris has a really good balance of football and life. Uh, he's done a lot. He has a foundation. Um, and he's done very well on the field, like you said. So uh, we saw that in recruiting. And I think that's where he saw the culture here at Ohio State and recognized what the culture was here and, um, and recognized what Ohio State could do for him. But also we recognized early on what Paris Johnson could do for Ohio State. So I think it's been a great marriage. And, uh, you know, in three short years, he's made a, he's made a major impact here. Uh, second row left, uh, Stephen Means, Cleveland.com. You're in a bye week. You can be everywhere, obviously, when you're going out recruiting guys. Uh, when you're deciding where you're going to be at as the head coach on a Friday night watching the kid play high school football, how does that how do you come to that decision in your head? Does it depend on the type of recruit, maybe who maybe needs more assistance? And just kind of walk us through that process. Yeah, just rely on the assistants and, and rely on Mark and take their advice on on what um, you know what priorities need to uh, be addressed. Um, some guys had already been seen. You're only allowed one one evaluation here in the fall. So you know, there's only a list, certain list of guys that we actually could go out and see here this past week and it went out on a Monday and Friday um, and just try to take their advice and make the best decision on, you know, the best use of your time. But, uh, but it was good to get everybody on the road and be around, um, you know, some great football on a Friday night. Fourth row middle, Pat Murphy, 24-7 sports. Ryan, in addition to injuries and, and things, we talked last week about momentum from carrying it over. How do you feel like that happened with the off weekend, especially getting back to practice yesterday and building on what you did in the first half? Yeah, I think the energy's been really good. I think our guys have, um, you know, just had a lot of juice about them, even in the off week. Sometimes you feel a lull during that time. I don't, I don't feel like that at all, but it's great to get them back. I think a couple of days away re-energized them even more, though, coming back into the Woody uh, yesterday. Second row right, Bill Landis, Rivals. Right, you talked a lot about um, having to accentuate different parts of the offense, just being down guys and building up strength in, in different areas. When you all get back to full strength and you have your full complement of, of playmakers, does that stuff you've built up remain part of the plan? Does it get put on the back burner in place of the stuff you had in mind coming into the season? Just how do you, how do you balance all that, which have everybody back? I just think it's, it's you have an, uh, an option of different things now that maybe you didn't have before, but really almost every game plan what we're trying to do is identify the things that we think give us the best chance to move the football and, and score and win the game. So um, rarely do we say, okay, we've done this in the past. No matter what we're seeing on defense, this is what we're going to run. We don't really look at it like that. Okay, what do they do and how can we attack them? And then here are the tools that, we've, that we have in, you know, in our arsenal. But also, um, you know, what have we done in the past that we can draw upon? So you, it's hard to put in something, you know, brand new that you haven't worked over and over again, work all the kinks out, uh, execute at a high level. But things that you've done that fit in that game plan, certainly you take those out and put them into the game plan and figure out how to dress them up. Did I miss anybody there in that first round? Another question? Uh, uh, deep, uh, Jeremy Birmingham, Rivals. Right. On a weekend like this one, we do have a chance to watch other teams around the country. Do you feel 
better about where you are positioned right now with this current group, or do you find other issues that all of a sudden could be something you have to pay attention to as you try to project the rest of the season? No, both. I think we, we talked about it uh, as a team yesterday, just you know, when you're able to sit back and look to see what's going on out there. Um, it just gives you some some idea of, of you know what's coming ahead. But, you know, I think it was at three – I think at least three of the top ten teams in the country lost this past weekend. So that's the whole uh, you know emphasis of competitive stamina. You got to bring it every single week, and um, you know we know the challenges uh, ahead are are bigger. But um, but yeah, it was it was good to get you know spend a few hours watching some other teams and seeing where they're at. We're gonna go far left, Jared Smalley, WCMH. Oh, Ryan, following up on that, you you've told us a number of times how you like to go home and watch games with the family, order food, have the big evening. You had that opportunity Saturday with some of the best games of the season. What did you watch? How did you watch it? Like, how, how intense was that to watch it? Yeah, we had a couple TVs going, and uh, we started off in the morning and then actually in the evening doing some family things. But during the day, um, we had uh, the, the TVs going, and we were watching multiple games as many times as we could flip from game to game. We were doing that just to see what was going on. But, uh, but it was great to see you know, some, some really good football on Saturday. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, 21 questions in 17 minutes. We're going to go on to uh, round two. Uh, oh, we're still going. Okay. <laughs> question about injuries. Um, did you and Jim Knowles ever have a talk about um, whether this is like a destination job for him when you hired him? Because I've seen a lot of fans wonder, like they love the hiring of Jim Knowles, but they're like, is this going to be another Jeff Halfley situation? It feels different. Um, just did you guys talk about that at all? Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think um, Jim in the process really um, had an affinity to Columbus, had some friends here. Um, you know, he's, he's a Philly guy, so he liked having the city feel. And, and um, so, you know, the goal was to keep him here as long as we could. Um, but, you know, that is a challenge in today's day and age. You see that across the country everywhere, you know, is, is you know, hanging on to staff and, and you know, trying to do the best we can. But <clears throat> the good news is, you know, um, I, you know, we're able to go get, you know, who we felt was the best fit here. It wasn't just, um, just a name. And, and obviously Gene allowed us to do that. And so... Um, you know, I think if you just try to go look at a list and go pay a bunch of money to the highest guy, um, then, you know, they're going to come in for the money or whatever. In this situation, it was the right fit on our end. It was the right fit on his end. So anytime we do that, we try to project the best we can so that he's here for a while so we have stability. Just a quick follow-up. Um, this is probably a better question for him. Do you get the feeling I mean, he's been a head coach before? Do you get the feeling he's content being the D coordinator at Ohio State for as long as you want him here? Yeah, I do. I think that he enjoys being a coordinator. I think he loves the X and O's of it and uh, enjoys the interaction every day with the staff and uh, seems to really enjoy it here at Ohio State. 
Uh, right behind him, Stephen Means, Cleveland.com. It's one thing to tell recruits what they should expect to see from a defense when you're bringing in a basically a brand new staff outside of, of Coach Jay. When you guys got a chance to, you know, sit and talk with guys so we can evaluate them, just get on the phone with guys this past weekend, did you feel like there was a lot of positive feedback on what they've seen through these first four, six weeks? Yeah, I think everything we talked about in recruiting leading up to the season, now they're seeing, uh, which is which is great because what we said was going to happen has happened, and it's happening, and we got to keep going on that. <clears throat> but I think the recruits now have seen it, and they're excited about that, and they want to jump on board. Uh, front row middle, Bill Rabinowitz, Columbus Dispatch. Yeah, I know you. Uh, Watched Ohio State's or Iowa's uh, defense more than their offense, but I want to get your impression of, of Luke Lachey, who obviously you know, you know who he is. Uh, there was interest here. What are your impressions of him, and, and uh, anything you want to say about him? Well, no, I've I been watching his career closely, and and I've uh, been very impressed with how he's played, and uh, he's made a lot of plays. He's um, you know for tight ends, you know, there, there's a lot of job responsibilities and descriptions and and he does them all very very well and <clears throat> Iowa does an unbelievable job of developing their players but over the years have developed some really good tight ends and he's kind of the next one in line and um, you know knowing him and knowing his family just proud of the way he's played uh, third row left Dan Hope 11 Warriors Ryan you guys have scored every time you've been in a red zone this year touchdowns on all but two of those trips just what do you think has been the keys to your guys success in the red zone this year? I, I think we've had good balance I think we've been able to run the football down there when we needed to uh, but also we've thrown the ball uh, well and that's going to be important as we head into the second half of the season you know just because we've done it uh, leading up to this point doesn't mean it's going to happen again. So uh, we've got to continue to run the ball down there with good scheme, understand that, take care of the football, and then execute in the red area, throwing the game at a high level because, you know, rarely is somebody wide open in the red zone. You know, so usually those things are covered, and, and you've seen that so far this year. You know, a lot of contested throws and catches down there. That's that's living in the red zone, but but also getting getting big down there and getting strong and being powerful. Front row right, Austin Ward, rivals, 97.1 the fan. Ryan, have you all sent any – post-game reviews or comments, questions to the Big Ten offense about holding and your defensive linemen? Uh, yeah, we um, um, every week we have, you know, back and forth. Bill Carolla does an unbelievable job of communicating with us. And, um, you know, there's some some penalties that, you know, you can go back and forth on, and, and they try to do the best they can. Uh, but certainly that one's tough, and pass interference is difficult and, and those type of things. And so we'll send them in to get clarification. Um, but but then there's other ones that you know uh, hit a little bit closer to home that we try to have better clarity on. But um, I've just been impressed though with everybody's communication on the field, and also their communication during the week when we send stuff in, getting back from the conference office. Uh, next door, Tim May, rival. Tim May, Letterman Row on three. Yeah, thank you very much. Hey, uh, that took up a lot of time. Uh, Ryan, explain to people what makes Iowa so good on defense. I mean, what what is their what is their scheme in a nutshell so yeah. people can can understand why this is such a tough lot to pick. Yeah, they um, first off, they play good complementary football on both sides of the ball. I think that's the number one thing. The second thing is they're well coached with their fundamentals in terms of their pad level, hand placement. Uh, they play in a four down scheme. Uh, they don't do a ton, but when they do change it up, uh, it's very very effective. Um, they know the things that are going to how they're going to get attacked, and they have uh, years and years and years of teams game planning them. So they know the, the slight adjustments they need to make in order to stop what's going on. And I think it all starts from the coordinator and comes down to the type of players that they have. They're tough. They're accountable. They understand the scheme really well. Second row middle, Nathan Barrett, Cleveland.com. This is sort of a correlated one I asked before, I suppose. But what are you seeing from Jim Knowles that is maybe unique in terms of how he's 
keeping the standard high for a defense that maybe isn't facing great challenges right now during the regular season. Yeah, I, you know, that was something that we talked about coming into the season was that, you know, the issues are there to, to, despite the result and that we have to make sure that we're identifying those, and I think he's doing that. And Again, a big part of that is, I keep saying it over and over again, is your, your fundamentals and your techniques, your hand placement, your pad level, those types of things, because at the end of the day, you know, you can get an extra guy um, to the ball carrier, to the quarterback, and, and schematically that's great, but eventually it's going to come down to one-on-one. And are we going to win our one-on-ones? And, uh, and so that always has to be the focus. Fourth row right, Cameron Teague Robinson, The Athletic. Brian, we've talked a lot about players switching positions. What is there a characteristic trait or an IQ thing that makes certain players better at switching positions um, and excelling right away than maybe others? I, I think it starts in high school with multiple sport athletes, um, with players who play on both sides of the ball. Um, I, I think um, guys who play special teams, you know, football players are football players. When guys only play one side of the ball and maybe only play the game of football, it's hard for them to make a transition and do something else when this is all they've ever done. So I think um, the more sports you play, the more positions you play, the more things you do on the football field, the better football player you are. It allows those guys the opportunity to do something like that. Uh, right behind him, Spencer Holbrook, Letterman Row. Brian, everybody in college football, watch what happened in Ann Arbor, then watch what happened in Knoxville. You guys had the week off, though. Is it kind of nice to, to almost be as under the radar as the number two team in the country can be right now? And, and do you kind of you know, preach that to your team that you know, there's not a lot of attention paid on you guys right now because there's attention focused elsewhere? It's time to focus on yourself. Well, our, our message always is to focus on us, as you know, but. Um, you know, we have to make sure good, bad, or, you know, not, not much when things are being said or not said. Like, that has nothing to do with what we're doing on a daily basis. And <clears throat> I think our guys uh, have a good feel for that because, um, you know, we're Ohio State. Everyone knows who Ohio State is. Um, and there's a reason why it's Ohio against the world for years, you know, and, and we understand that. So we have an unbelievable fan base. Uh, Buckeye Nation's unbelievable supportive. They love the Buckeye, so they get a lot of attention. And nationally, uh, we get a lot of attention. So um, one of the things that we have to do is figure out a way to block out all the noise, good or bad. or you know. So um, that's not a focus for our players. But um, you know, as things move on during the season, you know, those, the noise gets louder and louder. So that message has to be stronger and stronger. At the wall, Jeremy Birmingham rivals. It feels like a... A lifetime ago, but you were on the staff in 2017. Kevin was, Tony was, Brian was. How much recollection is there of what happened against Iowa in 2017? And was that, as you look back on it, is it game plan? Is it execution? What was it about that day that caused it to go the way it did in your perspective? And how do you feel it relates to this weekend? That's a scar that doesn't go away. Um, and yeah, I've, I've, I've felt it this week for sure. Um, you know, that, that week in particular, who was coming off the Penn State win, which is an emotional win, going into Kinnick, which is a very difficult place to play, and we turned the ball over at that. You know, first play of the game was a pick six. I think it was the first play of the game. And then we fought ourselves back, but then turned the ball over too many times. And, uh, and you know, took a tough, that was a tough day for all of us. So, yeah, anytime you have a scar like that, it's real. And, um, we, you know, we've talked about it a lot to our staff. We've talked a lot about it to our players. We've talked a lot about, um, you know, as an offensive staff, and we'll continue to talk about it. Uh, this, this team, um, you know, it was always difficult to beat.
doesn't matter what year it was and or what year it is, and then that year was was no different than it is this year. Uh, we'll go far right. Adam King, WBNS 10 TV. Uh, you've now seen college football with NIL, without NIL. Have you noticed any changes in athletes now that it's really taken effect here? You're six weeks into the season. How do you kind of balance that, knowing you can't really have a say in it, but also athletes now have photo shoots that they're doing different things throughout the week? Uh, it's just changed. You know, the landscape's changed. And, you know, we try to do the best we can to communicate it. I think our guys are handling it better than most. I mean, I, it's not always easy. There's different things. But at the end of the day, you know, that's why we recruit great people. And uh, I think they've handled it very well. But uh, to say that it hasn't changed a little bit, it has. Um, now, our guys who have been recruited here, who are in the program, weren't really recruited uh, with NIL being something that uh, was a thing during uh, the recruiting process. Now that these guys are in high school, they're seeing what's going on at different programs. So that's that's a change, but um, I think our guys have handled it very well. Uh, right in front of them, Clay Hall, WSYX. No? Okay, we're good. good. I've got time for a couple more. Uh, second row <laughs> right, Duckling Breeze, Cleveland.com. Brian, you were talking about offenses stressing defenses. Yeah. Right? You're trying to win on the scoreboard however you have to do it. But what do you see when you have an offense that can stress a defense, whether it's how they have to prepare that week or... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, Hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.